I'm Carol Pelletier-Radford, and you're listening to the Teaching with Light podcast. On this podcast, I'll share encouraging lessons I've learned through a long career in education, and I'll interview other teachers and leaders so they can share their wisdom with all of us. This series of the Teaching with Light podcast is titled Teacher Stories. Each of the 10 episodes introduces you to a practicing classroom teacher who will share a story that influenced them in some way. Hi, everyone. I am here today with Tammy Penman. And Tammy's a fifth grade special education teacher from Warren, Ohio. Tammy's teaching journey started 36 years ago in a private school. And then she moved to a public school with a dual certification in elementary education and special education. Our topic for this episode is Bloom Where You're Planted. And Tammy's story is titled, But I Don't Want to Move. (laughs) As teachers, we love our classroom space. We think of it as our classroom. And we decorate, organize, create learning centers, and prepare bulletin boards. Now, we all know that there are are things that just are out of our control, and administrators sometimes have to make decisions for the benefit of the school and the district. These decisions influence us as teachers. This is a story about a district decision that influenced one teacher. Welcome, Tammy, and thank you for being willing to share your story with us today. Thank you, Carol. I'm glad to be here. Oh, I'm so glad you're here as well. So tell me, could you just share um, where you were teaching prior to this request uh, to move from your classroom? Give us a little background. Sure. I was teaching second grade. I had been in the position for six years. It was my first experience working in the public school, and I absolutely loved it. I love the teachers that I was working with. We were kind of like a family. I loved the school itself. I was really getting to know a lot of the families. Just absolutely loved where I was. I was very much firmly planted in second grade, and I had no plans at all to change. I had been in special ed. Now I was back in the general education teaching position, and I absolutely loved it. This particular year, I had spent a lot of the summer spending getting ready for the new school year. It was, I had spent more time during the summer than I ever had. Another second grade teacher and I had actually gotten together several times. We had all of our read aloud books picked. We had correlated our books to our social studies and our science lessons. We had the year laid out as the the pacing that we were gonna be doing, what, what order and how we were gonna make it all work. I was just so excited for this year. I actually had had my parent letters typed, ready to go, stickers were on them, my class. I was was set my bulletin boards. I was like very excited about it. My husband and I were gonna be going on vacation about two weeks before school started. So I felt good, I had everything ready to go. And I just was like, 
one of those years that I felt, wow, okay, I am ready to start this year. And I just, I couldn't wait to get started. Oh my God. I'm getting excited just listening to all the preparation that you did. I can see the colorful classroom and all that you've done and, and so much planning. So as teachers, and I'm a former elementary school teacher as well. I taught fifth grade. I just know what you're saying. It's so exciting to set up the learning centers and, and just all that preparation for meeting the kids. And um, so I honor all the elementary teachers who are listening and how much time you always put in, in the summer to get ready. So you were ready for vacation. And then what happened? So what happened? <laughs> the, the, the bottom fell out. Ah, um, okay. <laughs> it was the day before my husband and I were getting ready to leave on vacation. And I got a letter in the mail from the, our board of education, um, from the uh, personnel department saying that they were going to be moving me out of second grade as a general education teacher. And they were placing me back into special education. Now, I had not taught special education for about 13 years. Um, I didn't know anything about writing IEPs anymore. I didn't know what the updated laws were. And the instructions were that I was to call them the next day and let them know there was three choices of what I wanted to choose for, for positions in special education. And honestly, there was three, but I only, in my mind, remember two now because one was a high school position and one was a middle school position. And then there was, must've been an elementary because I thought, well, I'll take that. Well, the, so the next day, I literally, my husband's driving, we're down, going down the highway and I call in to tell them my choice of what position I would like to get moved to, though I was not wanting to move at all. <laughs> um, they said to me, the one position was gone and my choices left were the middle school and the high school. Now, what did you feel like when you heard that? I just, I just wanted to cry. Oh. My heart was broken. I was like in distress. I, I just could not imagine. I, I was scared to death to be number one, going back into special education. Number two, going from second grade to middle school or even high school was not even fab. I, I just couldn't imagine having to do that. Now, the thing is, dual certified teachers are like a commodity in education. Yes. So you actually came in with the district, uh, maybe not having anybody else who was licensed or cert certified, and you came in with that right. um, credential. So you really could benefit the district. They're looking right. at you in a very different way than you're looking at the situation. Right, right, right. right? I, a qualified right. person could actually teach. So what, what did you do? What decision did you make? Well, um, my husband, who is also a teacher, was in the one middle school that was where the one job opening was. And he's sitting there in the car going, no, you can't take the middle school. That's, <laughs> that, that's where I teach. That's my school. You can't come to my school. Oh that my would God. not work. And I'm looking at him. And, I, and, and of course, they're on the phone with me from the board. And I'm like, I'm not going to high school. I, I, I'm a second grade teacher. I've taught kindergarten. I've taught second grade. I am not going to the high school. <laughs> We're um, so afraid of the high school teachers. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I said, um, I'll take the middle school position. Um, but I, I got to tell you, I, I was scared. I just, I cried. I remember coming back from vacation and I had to go into my classroom and 
I just cried. I just cried the entire time I was packing. I loaded boxes and boxes and boxes. As as you know, how teachers, we're just like kind of hoarders. And I just had to undo all my files and and pack up 20 or so boxes and bring back to my house um, because I was now no longer going to be an elementary teacher. So I was devastated. So what happened though? Then you came to school. Obviously you did it because you're still (laughs) teaching. You're still teaching. It's been 36 years. And that probably happened, I don't know, 10 or 15 years ago. When was Um, it? It has been about 16 years since this move happened. And you know, funny as we talk, I am still emotional about it. Right. Because that it that was such a change in my career. Uh-huh. But you know what happened when I got there, I couldn't believe. And when I look back now at that year, it I have great fond memories. Um, when I got there, I'm like, okay, Tammy, you can either like cry and be upset, which is not going to help you get through this year. And the kids aren't going to care how upset you are. And you can be a bad teacher or you can just buckle down, dig deep and figure out how to make this work. Okay. And that's, that's, that's what I did. I just dug down and started to think, you know what, I'm a teacher. That's what I do. That's what I love. And I started to think about the positive things. I thought, Hey, wait a minute here. I only have to teach one subject. I was hired to teach social studies to sixth grade, seventh grade and eighth grade special ed students. And I'm thinking, well, this will be a piece of cake. I only have to bring one One, subject right in all day long subjects. Oh my goodness. Um, So I really started to realize this might not be so bad. And when the students came, wow, I couldn't believe it. I really started to like it. I realized that I liked middle school students, that I enjoyed the relationship I could build with them. I found that I could have a rapport with these students. Um, It just was really nothing that I had expected. And I really look back and think about those years as a fond memory that was not anything that I had ever expected. And you know what? I just decided this is where I'm at. I have to just bloom where I've been planted because that's what we do as teachers. We just have to shine no matter where we are. So as you're saying, bloom where you planted, there are specific things that you might've had to change um, in your behavior or relationship with students. Oh. Tell, uh, you had shared a funny story with me. We yeah. share, that, share that with your, our listeners today. So, you know, I've been teaching at this point, it had been 13 years that I had been teaching either kindergarten or second grade. So, of course, I had all the cute little teacher sweaters, teacher vests, teacher dresses, and not even thinking because my mindset was an elementary mindset. One of my eighth grade girls who I had developed a rapport with said to me one day, Mrs. Penman, did you teach kindergarten? And I'm like, well, yes. Why <laughs> would you ask me that? She says, well, because you dress like a kindergarten teacher. Said, okay. So with that, I informed my husband we needed to go shopping. That I needed to change. So not only did I have to change my um, thinking of teaching, I had to change physically my outwardness of being not an elementary kindergarten second grade teacher I had to look like a middle school teacher I had to look like a teacher that these students would feel that I was part of their community that I was um 
a, someone that they could have a rapport with, someone that they could come and talk to. I just wasn't, you know, somebody who really didn't fit in there. So I had to do a lot of changing on the outside and on the inside. Oh, I love that, Tammy, and that you were willing to do it. What I can hear in your story is that commitment and uh, decision that you had to consciously make about being a teacher, and you're a very skilled teacher, and share share with all of us um, your strengths. The strengths that this, uh, many, I always say elementary teachers have a lot of strengths that are transferable to any any grade level, and um, I, I know that you have those. What, what do you do? What did you do to build a relationship to engage the students? How, how did you um, get those middle school special ed teacher uh, students to um, relate to you? You know, I, 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 I really found that I was getting excited about what I was doing, that I was learning a lot about history that I didn't know, and I wanted to get that excitement shared with them for them to learn. And as you know, as an elementary teacher, I did a lot of cutesy little things and I did dance, moved to neophonics and we would move around. And I thought, you know what? These are students, but they're still kids and they also want to do that. So I started transferring some of the creativity that I had used in the elementary and I transferred it into middle school at a different level. I found that I got excited because I could do things with the middle school kids that I couldn't do with the elementary kids. We started putting on plays. I had eighth graders dressing up like Caesar because you know what, they, they were getting bored coming in, doing worksheets, reading the book, just talking, discussing. You know, we tried, tried different things. And that's what I think was one of my strengths is like, I can, I can see the students and if they're sitting there and they're looking like they're bored and they're not learning, I feel like it was one of my strengths is that I can do, read them and say, you know what, wait a minute, stop, we're done with this lesson turn it around and let's change the approach. And I feel like I'm a pretty flexible, creative teacher. So what I've started doing is I turned in my lessons into games. We would play Jeopardy. We would play um, di different you know, sporting games to get them involved up to the board, playing football you know, while they're learning the things about history. But what I just cannot forget is when I had one of the eighth grade boys dressed up as Caesar as we were putting on the play. And it's like, we took the information from the book and the kids started to live it and to learn it. And that just is, was such an exciting time in my career. It made me going to middle school, challenged myself of how to teach better and to how to take the skills that I already had and to make them grow into something even more than I'd ever done before. So I think oh. when you think about strengths, I just think being flexible and allowing myself because, you know, we've said sometimes before is that we're afraid to make change because this is what the book says to do. And I think one of my strengths is like, I can say, you know what? Yes, that's what the book says to do, but I'm looking at my students and it's not making any kind of an impact on them. I need to change what I'm doing so that they can learn better and grow as a student. I love that. I, and I, that is, that's the, I was getting goosebumps as you were, I could see that student standing up there. Oh, <laughs> and probably very seriously too. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. But what I hear in your story and in your voice is your passion for teaching, for engaging students. And I, I see you 
being vulnerable as a teacher too. And you're doing it too. You're dancing. You're not like making them do something that you're not willing to do. So as teachers, um, students, they connect with teachers like that. So as as our listeners are, are hearing all of this and we're in a time when a lot of our teaching is uh, remote and all of that, we have to keep thinking of how can we get people, kids to stand up and move and, and right. dance and sing and use the arts to engage in the content. So I, I just, I just love that. So as you reflect back now on your career, you're a very, uh, skilled and capable and insightful teacher. What, what if your principal had never forced you to to make that move to special ed, and that year and all your fears I, I, about not doing an IEP and not knowing special ed? Like, what 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 do you think about that now? Oh my gosh, I look back at that year and I'm just so grateful for that year. I'm so grateful that I'm now back in in special education. I've been doing that now for about 16 years. And that was a pivotal year for me that I would have never made that choice. But I am so glad for the experience because it took me, Carol, out of my comfort zone and it made me grow. I don't think I would have ever considered going to the middle school, but now I wouldn't be afraid of that move. And I wouldn't be afraid of any move because I've learned that no matter where I am, as long as I'm sharing the love I have for teaching with my students, I'm going to be okay. And you know, what's really fun is, is last year I had two, um, a mom come up to me of one of my students at that point. And she said, Mrs. Penman, you had me. I said, what? And then we started talking. I looked, I said, oh my gosh. And here it was one of my students that I had had that year in the middle school, she had married one of the other boys that I had had in that class. And here I had their child. And it was like, you know, we talked about fond memories. And it's like, those are the things that I'm grateful for. And that I made an impact on some students that I would have never had that opportunity if I wouldn't have been moved. Right. And that you made the right choice to go to middle school in spite of your husband saying no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, you made the decision. And, 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 and did what? that work okay? Did that work out okay? <laughs> it's so funny because we laugh at that now because it worked out beautifully. I actually, not ever, not only was I in the same building with him, I was literally down the hall from him that I could stand at my door. He could stand at his oh door and I God. could wave to him. And <laughs> the funny thing is that we still remain. We've, our buildings have changed. We've got new buildings and we have gone back into the same building and we've probably been about 10 years in the same building and we absolutely love it. And it's, that also oh, wow. has been a blessing. So, oh, you're you know, still like married. That, oh, we're still married, 38 years. But you know, oh. that's what he's doing when he plants us somewhere that we might not want to go. Ah, I love it. So as we wind down, what advice do you have for our listeners and for teachers who either uh, have this forced move and they don't want to move um, or m- maybe they think about that they want to make a move or a change. What's your advice about this topic about bloom where you're planted and I don't want to move? And (laughs) what do you think? Well, you know, I I can say it by looking back at it. I can say that if you are even thinking that, gee, I wonder what it would be like to teach a different grade, do it. Don't be afraid. If you get moved, 
you have, you need to accept it. You cannot say, you know what, this is horrible. I shouldn't have to do this. You need to embrace it because here's the thing. You have to make the most of every year, no matter what our circumstances are when we're teachers. This is going to be the only year you will have with those students to help them to grow academically, socially, and emotionally. You usually are not going to get another chance to make an impact on those students that you are sharing your year with. We need to make ourselves grow as teachers, no matter where we are, no matter how firmly planted we think we are, we need to be able to accept the new challenges and grow with it. I love that. Tammy, you you are special and I appreciate your authentic story and your honesty and all the fear and uh, everything that comes up when when teachers like all of us are in new places, especially now with uh, remote teaching and everything that we're all doing. And my yes. two sons are teachers and I still teach online, you're teaching. And we, you're right, we only get this one shot and we don't have to be perfect at it. No, we just no. have to be engaged and committed to blooming where we're planted. And right, right. now it might not be our choice, but we, we're all doing it. And you are a great role model and Thank you. giving us that advice. And what I, I'm going to close with this affirmation for the podcast that's taken from the book that I wrote called Teaching with Light. And the affirmation is for all of us, I use my strength, strengths to thrive. And using our strengths, digging deep, as you said, will, will help us to keep that commitment to our students and their families. Tammy, you are exceptional. You've demonstrated your teaching skills in all these grade levels. And you, you've not only made the best uh, of having to move, <laughs> you showed us that when we all use our strengths, we all can bloom where we're, we're planted and we can thrive. So thank you for showing us that we can teach with light at any grade level. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, you're quite welcome. And thank you. And, and just remember the passion everyone has for learning. Yes. Thank you to our listeners for joining us today. And please join us for our next episode of Teacher Stories. And the to next topic will be, be a lamp, not a mirror. Thanks again, Tammy. Thank, thank you, everyone. And have thank a great you. day. Thank you for listening to the Teaching with Light podcast. For more wisdom and inspiration, you can purchase the Teaching with Light book at corwin.com forward slash teaching with light. That's corwin.com forward slash teaching with light.